It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on this edition of Locked On Wizards, we've got a first for Bradley Beal, and it's not happening on the basketball court this November. And then also, as we have Josh Kirby back on the show, we're getting into more details around the NBA start for next year. News is unfolding around what will happen for the start of the 2020-2021 season. We've got those details right here on this edition of our Monday show of Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, happy November, and welcome to the start of a new edition of Locked On Wizards with me, your host, Renee Washington, as we're kicking off this week. And guys, it is already the start of a new month as we are in the final months of 2020. You've all been complaining about 2020, but we are almost already done with this year. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next. Now on Friday, we were talking around the impact of how COVID has been playing a role across Major League Baseball, in the NFL, how that will all affect the NBA. As we know, the NBA is looking to start next season earlier, which is something that uh, we have to continue to get into. But first, we've got to talk about a first for Bradley Beal. The NBA star, and yes, I said star, the all-NBA, all-star level player is doing something for the first time this fall. And it's not happening on the court. He's voting. He is voting for the very first time. Bradley Beal has been openly saying that he has never voted in previous elections. He felt as though, I guess his voice didn't count. He didn't see the importance of it, but he did express in in an interview encouraging others to vote and make sure they're registered to vote exactly why this year he has decided to vote for the very first time. And he had this to say about his decision to get registered and to exercise his right to vote. It will be the first time I've, I've ever voted. I can selfishly say I was that individual four years ago and maybe eight years ago. Um, I was someone who didn't take registration seriously. I was someone who thought that my vote didn't count and had a conversation with my parents, my grandparents, um, you know, who are still alive and just understanding what they had to go through in order to have that right to vote, in order to have that privilege for their voice to be heard, you know? And so for me, I clearly took that for granted for eight to 10 years. And so I, I definitely want to nip that in the bud and, and make my opportunity, make my vote count this year. We see this as an opportunity for no excuses to be had. There's plenty of access. We encourage everybody in the city to please let your voices be heard. And what better opportunity to do so here in Cap One, right here city. So election day is on Tuesday, November 3rd. I- 
I mean, this year, regardless what side of the coin you fall on, regardless what side of the issues you fall on, you know, make sure you guys are registering to vote because I think it's something that, you know, not to make this an overly political episode, but it is something that our ancestors, my ancestors specifically, fought for. That's why it's important to me. You know, there are, people died over my right to vote. And also just the fact that if you want change to happen, if you want to have your voice heard, part of that is voting and not just in national elections, but also local elections. Vote for your local candidates, vote for your, you know, for all of the um, campaigns, not just the presidential ones, because change does happen at the grassroots level as well in your local communities. So if you want to be involved in making change within our country, within your community, within your own neighborhoods, it starts at the polls, you know, and for as much as we continue to um, fight for change, fight for, so for social justice, fight for things to become different in the way that we are perceived as people, regardless of your race, your gender, your economic status and whatever social class you fit into, regardless of what your demographics are, part of making that change happens starts at the polls. So I, th I do think it is so vital that everybody realizes just the value of their vote and the value of your voice, because we often get caught up in thinking, I'm just one person, what difference can I make? And the overall scheme, it does not matter if I vote, or maybe you don't like any of the candidates, still vote, still still vote. And Bradley Beal, the Wizards, the Mystics, DC Sports as a whole have done a great job of continuing to advocate for why people need to vote. I know that we've been seeing players like Natasha Cloud in the Mystics, Bradley Beal, John Wall in the Wizards that have been continuing to voice the need to vote, continuing to voice the need to be a part of change and to help use your, use your rights, your voice to help in the bigger picture. And I know Jason Wright of the Washington football team also was encouraging people to vote. Um, he was talking about you know, the importance of his family roots and encouraging voter turnout and it also speaking up on why it is bigger than it's bigger than you and me it's bigger than the individual boxes that we check you know there's so much more history there's so much more that that goes into why we should vote and also goes into the importance of voting on a national level on a personal level on a historic level in terms of you know the the history of voting in our country vote so Bradley Beal did also go on to say more information because Monumental Sports has offered Capital One Arena as a voting center. Many NBA teams across the country and WNBA teams, many sports teams, I should say, have been offering their arenas and stadiums as a voting center. And this year, um, this year, Capital One Arena is doing the same, where they are allowing and have been allowing since October people to come in and vote in the Capital One Arena and for it to become an election day super center. Early voting is happening, but also for election day, anybody can go in, they can vote and make sure that you know you have access to any of the polls because voting is not always easy. Voting is not always easy. It's not always easy to access your, your local polls. So this year we, we're seeing more than ever, I actually saw a story in Philadelphia that a, a, a local person is turning a trolley into a voting transportation car. So. It's simply on, on election day, on Tuesday, going to be picking people up and making sure they have a ride to get to the polls. People are, are doing what they can to help encourage others to not only go vote, but also helping them find a way to do so. 
And I think that's so important. It's one thing to say, get up and vote. But part of the reason why many may not have voted in the past is if you don't have a means of transportation, if you can't get off work, if you can't get a ride for your kids, not everybody has the same access. So mail-in ballots, getting to the polls, early voting, there are so many more ways and COVID has actually been a big reason behind that as well, that they've been trying to alleviate the amount of um, large crowds that are voting at once. I know I voted through mail-in ballot, but there are so many different ways that you can go about voting. So Bradley Beal also spoke on why it is so vital for everyone to get up and vote and how the Wizards, the Mystics, the Capitals, DC teams have all been actively also encouraging others to get up and use their right to vote. This is about the city and the polling stations are shrinking, but thankfully to our partners, thank you to Monumental, thank you to Capital One, thank you to Mystics, Wizards, Caps, our 2K team, everybody for coming together all up under one umbrella and creating this opportunity for all of DC because this is what it's all about, all of us coming together for everybody's voices to be heard. You hear my voice on this stage, but this voting center serves as your voice to be heard for the rest of the world. We've talked about the Wizards District Gaming. We've talked about the Caps, the Nationals, the Mystics, of course, the Wizards here on the show. All teams in the D.C. area have been standing up together to help their fans understand that it is bigger than sports. It is more than sports. And, and the reason why you should be voting, again, regardless what side of the issues you fall on, it is very important to use your voice to be a part of change. Now, I do want to get into, as we're talking around the the NBA as a whole, we're talking around the return of next season. There have been more and more stories that have been coming out and more news has been coming out around why the league's trying to start early and what's going on. So coming up, we've got Josh Kirby back on the show as we get into our thoughts on the NBA season starting in December, right here on Locked on Wizards. Let me tell you guys about the delicious treat that's going to allow you to snack healthy. That's right, you can do both. If you know me, you know I have a sweet tooth. I enjoy cupcakes, cookies, brownies, all the sweets, and Built Bar actually has delicious flavors. Let me just run down some of my favorites. Cookies and cream, double chocolate, mint brownie, salted caramel, yes, caramel, not caramel, and peanut butter brownie. Delicious. All bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, and they're healthy. So it's great if you are on a keto diet or working to lose or maintain weight, you can do all that while snacking on a delicious treat. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and I definitely recommend Built Bar. So if you head over to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On, you'll get $10 off your next order. Now you can save money, eat healthy, and eat delicious. Doesn't get any better than that. So go ahead on over to BuiltBar.com and try the best tasting protein bars. And I can guarantee you from me to you, you will not regret it. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
this edition of Locked on Wizards, we've been getting into voting since Election Day is on Tuesday. It's Bradley Beal and many of the players, not only across the Wizards and D.C. sports, but also across our country have been urging and encouraging people to get out and vote. And Bradley Beal shared his thoughts on why he will be voting for the first time ever, as well as why it is important for everyone to also utilize their voice to vote, utilize your right to vote to help be a part of something bigger than us. So also in the NBA, we've been seeing the news that's been coming out unfolding around the season starting sooner, why it's starting sooner. You know, one, one outlet broke that if the NBA does not start until 2021 with a delayed start, they would lose $1 billion in revenue. So the NBA and the MBPA the Players Association have been actively working to figure out the nuts and bolts of the financial side of things, because also salaries and, and um, contracts and things would be impacted depending on when the season starts as well, but also the players. I mean, it's not just about money. So to talk about that, we've got Josh Kirby back on the show as we get into the financial side of what is going on behind the scenes in the NBA and also just how important is that they get this right why they need to resolve this first of all they're low on time negotiations are going on but we're talking december it's already november so we're talking about planning for next month they have to get it right but they have to do it fast so there are many issues that have been brought up around why this season needs to start sooner versus for the players association why the nba season should start later. So Josh, welcome back to the show. I know we had you on on Friday as we were discussing the impact that the positive COVID tests around the World Series, around the NFL, how Major League Baseball and football as well as college sports will play a factor in whether or not the NBA is able to return back safely and, and just our thoughts on if they can return back safely around COVID, where there's more aspects and issues to it, aside from just COVID-19, which is a big under a big issue. But Underlying issues as well, finances, the timeline, so much more that goes into it, so many pieces that, of the puzzle. So Josh, I know in discussing whether or not this season should start up, Bradley Beal actually had something to say on it. He spoke on saying that he felt blindsided. Bradley Beal was saying he felt blindsided for sure because he felt as though the league was going to be starting mid-February, mid-March possibly, you know, as the as the... Most people, I know I was feeling the same way. When they were saying January, I was like, that's super optimistic. If anything, the league's probably going to start later, not earlier. I never, ever thought the season would be starting earlier. So I know Beal was talking with JJ Reddick on Reddick's podcast saying he was definitely surprised because he was under the impression that we won't start until February, looking at March probably as the legit start date. It definitely changes my routine and how I'm working out. But I think the monetary impact is what the board of governors is looking at. There's a lot of pieces in what he's saying. First of all, changing the routine for players that are trying to work back in, players that maybe were injured. You look at uh, Beal, Wall, KD, Kyrie, Steph, Clay, players that were injured, teams that were not in the bubble, teams that did not go far in the bubble, teams that did go far in the bubble, like a team like the Lakers and the Heat who were in the finals and, and for the Lakers winning a championship, that routine piece, that is key. You know, I just don't even understand how a routine is possible to to work through 
when you're trying to cram what they normally do in an off season from June, if they make it to the championship, if not, they're starting that even sooner, but from the off, a typical off season, which is four or five months into two. Oof. What are your, what are your thoughts? Is this practical? Is this possible? I know the monetary aspect is a big driving force, but from a player perspective, what are your thoughts? I, yeah, I, I, I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. I feel like the players should get more time to get ready. And um, I, I, I really feel like it's just, yeah, I, I like what you said about monetary value, but I, I really feel like they should reconsider that. And yeah, I, I, I want to mention one other thing. How does this look for the future? Once COVID is gone and forgotten, what is this going to look like for the future? Because COVID sort of messed up the scheduling because the NBA is starting earlier. Is this going to be permanent or just one year thing that they're starting early in playing until who knows August, September or something to get all the games in? I don't know, but COVID for the MLB and the NBA in the NHL, I really feel like COVID has messed up their scheduling and how they're going to fix it to go back to normal. Is it going to be a one-year thing then they go back to normal? Or are they going to keep it, shift the months around when they do this? And yeah, going back to what you were saying, I really don't think it's practical. Um, at, at this point, I would re- Adam Silver, he is a really good um, he's really good at what he does for the NBA. I've, I hope and wish he would reconsider to give these teams and players more time to get ready. But yeah, uh, what can you say? The world we live in, this is a crazy time we are in. And um, I, I, I don't know. We can only assume at this point because this COVID virus, who knows which way it's going to turn next. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing that really surprised me is as a commissioner, Adam Silver usually gets it right. He's usually very spot on and like in tune with what the league, the players are feeling fans, you know, he's, he seems to be very good at, at, uh, you know, seeing the bigger picture. And this is, this is a very close-minded decision. You know, it's, it's a very, um, I hate to use the word selfish, but it's, it's almost, it's just careless. It's, not to the benefit of the players to have them cram after having the longest season ever mentally and physically all that's been going on in 2020 to now turn around and try to start the season earlier. And I know that the league, you know, news or something I read was talking about the amount of mon- like money that was lost from ticket venues, TV money, and, you know, the other ways that the NBA generates revenue. So by moving up the season, you know, it was saying that the projected value for an earlier start is more than like $500 million. So they're trying to make up the money that they lost throughout the coronavirus, which I get you're trying to make up for that. But as, as we're talking around, yes, it's a business, but yes, it's also people, you know, at the end of the day, why, why are we focused more? The money will come, but if you come back and have a season start too soon, and I was talking about this earlier this week on the show, if the season starts too soon and you have, God forbid, one of your a big name player gets injured, you're losing that money anyways. People don't want to watch the league if certain players or watch certain teams, I should say, 
if certain players are not on the floor. That's just, you're the face of your franchise drives the franchise, which drives the ticket sales, which drives the game, which drives the league. So if you don't have those players on the floor, guess what? There goes the money out the door. Oh, that rhymes. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, if you're thinking just about the money and not the people, you're going to end up in the long run, potentially, and hopefully not still losing that money, if that makes sense. So I just think it's a very, it's a very unfortunate thought process. And I, I hope they reconsider. I hope the, the Players Association does a good job of, of speaking up on what should be done. But I just don't know if it makes sense for anyone, except for those who are be financially benefiting, essentially. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens at this point. Josh, I, I appreciate you coming on the show to talk around COVID, to talk around the league. What do you predict? My, my final question is, as we like to speculate, I always say that it's just always fun speculating. For the NBA specifically, having seen everything that's coming out across other sports, Justin Turner with the Dodgers, the NFL positive tests and you know how they're working through processes, they might be encouraged. Maybe the NBA is encouraged by all this. But what do you predict? Are you thinking we're going to have a December start or are you predicting that it will start later? Uh, yeah, I, I think they're going to go firm on the December start until they see more statistics with COVID closer to time. Then I think if COVID is going down, they might keep that start. If COVID is on the rise, they might move that start. And I, I know money is going to be lost. It's all about the money, um, unfortunately. But um, it's all about this is a global pandemic. It's all about keeping people safe and healthy. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do think, unfortunately, that our country is going to get hit harder because of the fact that we're now getting into the winter. We're getting into the holiday season, which people are going to naturally want to go see their family, go see their friends. I mean, around the holidays, you have a lot of get togethers and parties and things like that. Um, I know that one of the local school districts just sent out an announcement saying, and I'm in Jersey saying like, please don't sell it. Basically don't celebrate Thanksgiving, stay home. Don't celebrate it because the numbers in our district are getting extremely high. You know, it's just, how do you tell people stay home when it's the holidays? It's the time that you want to be around loved ones and friends and family and you know, do all the fun activities. Also for the fact that now we know from a business standpoint, all of those places that were serving outdoor meals and you can dine outside. Well, now you've got to dine back inside as it's starting to get cold for the, the states that are like us where it's winter time. You can't just sit outside and enjoy a nice lunch in the nice warm weather. It's time to get back inside. So coming up, we continue discussing more around the NBA start and how they are proposing to start in 2020 in December, which is just over a month and a half away in that proposed December 22nd start, as well as what it will mean for the league, for the players for this season. We're getting into that more here on Locked on Wizards. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. 
Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Josh Kirby, host of the Kirby on Sports podcast, back on the show. We had him on on Friday as we were talking around the impact that other leagues will have on the NBA, if at all, and looking at the number of positive tests, the way that games have been postponed, the issues around leagues that are not bubbling as the NBA is looking to return back without bubbling with fans and in the arenas what that will mean for the NBA, because they've got to get it right, especially after having a season with no positive cases, with with an exciting year in the NBA restart, that now this year is so vital to get it right. We've been talking around that, as well as the need to vote, as Election Day is on Tuesday, and Bradley Beal and the Wizards have been actively speaking up on why it is important to vote, as well as many sports teams across the country and businesses have been going out of their way to make it easier to vote, providing transportation, providing mail-in ballots, whatever it may be, providing tips in and advice even on how to go about voting because many don't know how to register. So election day is on Tuesday and Bradley Beal and the Wizards, the Mystics, all the DC sports teams have been actively speaking up on that as well. So let's continue talking around the NBA start for next year. Well, actually I should say for this year next season looks like it will be happening this year josh now as we were discussing before financial factors at play and how the players may be feeling blindsided let's pick up right where we left off so i think unfortunately we're headed for some some uh, another spike which will in turn push back that start date so my guess is we're going to end up having the league start if at all like february that's my guess i'm just saying it i'm just throwing out on this October day, I could be very wrong, but I don't see it starting in December. I definitely see it starting later. So Josh, thank you again so much for joining us here on Locked on Wizards. We'll see what happens. Where can people follow you to keep up with all of your content, keep up with your show and all your the work that you are doing? I appreciate that, Renee. Thanks again for having me on. Um, you can check the Kirby on Sports podcast. Please make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at Kirby on Sports, Instagram at Kirby on Sports Podcast, and anchor.fm slash the Kirby on Sports Podcast. That's where you can find all the episodes. We're on all streaming platforms as well. We're still grinding, trying to make things happen, and you know, we're just doing a great job. And um, uh, uh, Renee, before uh, you sign off, I just want to say I hope you're enjoying this dumpster fire of the NFC East right now because <laughs> it's very interesting wow. right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. You can't come on my show talk. It is a dumpster fire, though. At least you're not just trash talking the Eagles. You're trash talking the whole division, which is clearly Ooh. bad when you look at the amount of wins that the division has as a, you know across the board. It's pretty embarrassing. Are you a Washington football fan? Yeah, the Washington football team gave us a false sense of hope in week one against Philly. because It it was literally a false sense of hope. (laughs) Philly could have most easily 
beat the Washington football team in that game because after that they go like on a four or five game losing streak and then just crush Dallas out of the water because you know Dallas they yeah you can listen to that on my podcast but their culture is completely lost oh yeah oh yeah it's a mess it's a dumpster fire it is and honestly um first of all Washington this is the second year in a row that you guys have done this where you actually beat us in week, you know, in week one, you had this false sense of hope and I, whatever, cause I'm still mad that we gave up a 16 0 lead. But when you look across the NFC East, the Cowboys, I expected, especially once Dak went down their culture, their team as a whole was already struggling. Dak goes down. That's, that was it. It, it just, you don't, rec- I don't think you recover from that mentally and emotionally, you know, the, the, he was playing so well, although the team was struggling, the numbers he was putting up were incredible. Washington Eagles, the Giants, the Cowboys literally combined for seven games heading into this week. That, excuse me, seven wins. Um, no, nine, seven. Gosh, I can count. I promise. Um, I wish it was nine, actually. Seven wins across the division, which is bad. I had to like do the math really quickly in my head. And yeah, but at the end of the day, the Eagles will win the division, which is not encouraging because once we get into the playoffs, we're going to get smacked by whoever we play in the first round. And then it'll be another embarrassing end to the season like last year. So, yeah, well, I'm, it, I'm it, ugh, it's torture. <laughs> in, in a division like this, it could be anybody's ball game because with these low records and under 500 records, what do they have to lose? I, I feel like more teams are going to go out and take risks and try to win football games. So I, I feel like this division is still up in the air. From a podcaster standpoint, I really feel like anything can happen still. Eh, I guess. I mean, if you look at the <laughs> records, yes. But I still think the Eagles are the best team in the division. And not just being biased as a fan, I just do. So it is still, it's it's sad. It's, com- it's so competitive. It's so close as we're all less than 500 teams with a terrible win percentage. But uh, technically, I guess it is still anyone's league. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Even Washington on the at quarterback spot, um, that was that was a fiasco in itself. But looks like you Jeez, guys. Are I, I I don't want to get <laughs> I, I don't want to get into that. That that's just that was just ridiculous what happened. But Kyle Allen looks pretty good. He uh, I, I think pretty Wayne well. Has, yeah, I, I think Haskins is just way too young, and and nobody wanted him for Washington, but he still got drafted and inexperienced i mean that's all that's all to say about that but yeah you know but uh, you know on paper the eagles look a lot better than they play Uh, i'll I'll give you that but i i don't know i don't know it's still gonna be interesting yeah i think that was a compliment i don't know um but (laughs) but i will say the haskins situation i know we talked about on the show before it just it was messy and honestly it's a shame because it wasn't fully his fault he was set up to fail. The team had bigger issues aside from him, but sometimes a change, you know, does a change in voice, a change in leadership, a change in, you know, especially at the quarterback role. I just thought it was a little soon being that, you know, when you look across the last couple of years, um, all the changes that went on around him with coaching changes and the team itself struggling, but Hey, it's a business at the end of the day. We know that, which is why we are, still dealing with so many issues around the leagues returning and COVID and 
so many other things. So thank you, Josh, so much for joining us here on Locked on Wizards. We could talk for another hour about the NFC East alone. <laughs> I appreciate you taking time to come on the show and discuss the NBA, Major League Baseball, the NFL throughout the course of these last two episodes. So I appreciate you for joining us here on the show. Hey, man, let's do it again soon, Renee. Thanks again. Thank you, Josh, for joining us in our Friday edition to close out the month of October today as we start off a new month and for allowing us to get into the impact that Major League Baseball and the NFL will be having on the NBA. As we know, Commissioner Adam Silver is looking to figure out the best way to return around COVID and the protocols that should be in place based on what other leagues are doing. Eh, I don't know if that's encouraging or not. But also looking into um, what this means for the league, for the players, the financial side of things. There's so many aspects that play a part in this. And I know the NBA needs to figure it out fast because December 22nd will be here before we know it. The NBA Players Association has been actively voicing that they don't want to start sooner. So we've got a, a, a serious issue here. The NBA is pushing for a 72-game regular season. The, the Players Association is starting for a... 2021 start for next year because of the quick turnaround there also is a lot of money at play here the also the fact that the season has to wrap up before the olympics we've got so much more to get into around this because this tug of war battle between whether or not the season will start in december versus january or february this is just the beginning unfortunately so we'll continue following this throughout the week as there are other factors playoffs the olympics the finances the players that are at play here that we have to get into. So hit that subscribe button so and keep up with the show here each and every day, Monday through Friday, for more content around the Wizards, the NBA, and all things sports here on Locked on Wizards. I'm your host, Renee Washington. I hope you have a great start to your week, an awesome start to your month, and I'll see you back here on Tuesday for more. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.